Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Aioli. How is your aioli? My aioli's great. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sexual if you talk about it in the, uh, how's your aioli? It's great. (laughs) My aioli, it's very close to like, it does sound like a body part, right? Yeah, the aioli. The aioli. Yeah, if you rub it quick enough. Yeah, if you touch my aioli right, (laughs) it'll squirt all over you. Is that your preferred mayonnaise situation for a burger and fry? Always. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. There's a place in uh, Montreal called Frite Alors, which has a bunch of different flavored aiolis, and you get fries in a big paper cone. And then there's like, I don't know, 12 different aiolis that you can get in, the, in those little paper cups. I still oh. love, oh, Ryan Howard, our friend who had the idea for a, just a podcast called Sawsome, where uh-huh. we just try a bunch of different sauces with him. Yeah. Oh my God. I love how many sauces. I, I, like a sauce buffet mm-hmm. is kind of my ideal buffet for a French fry situation. Yeah. Actually, we should do a check in with Beth about dips. Yeah. She's, her dip game is strong. She has good dip game? She's got a great dip game. Damn. She's okay. from Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cheese for days. All about dips. Quesos. <laughs> yeah. Curds. Yeah. All the all of it. Mm-hmm. Damn. Fondues. Oh, yeah. Would you take a fondue over a queso? Uh, always. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Queso's not my thing. Although, I have had... Recently, I finally had a great queso that was uh, from a place in Los Feliz, I think, that had like a bunch of like chilies and stuff in it, and it was like, super tasty. like kind of. But I'd never had great queso until that. What about... Oh, Tostino's queso? That jar with the clear jar with the orange inside that Mm. you can just like dip your chip directly into the jar and polishes it off before dinner and then go do your homework between sixth and 12th grade i would take a um bread like a cheese soaked bread cube like yeah over that anytime sure yeah they should do why is bread bowl only for soup Fill it up with cheese and let me eat it from the outside in. A fondue bread bowl? A fondue bread bowl. Wow. I would just have to call the ambulance for you. <laughs> you might have to call it today because my stomach's not sitting as pretty as yours. Oh. Yeah. Your aioli's off? Oh. <laughs> his, his aioli is 10 over 40. We got to get him. Stat. <laughs> Stat. <laughs> Clear. And they just like pour ranch in your throat. <laughs> Stand by. <laughs> I like this. We could make this. That could be a show. Yeah. Yeah. They, Just like food emergencies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Mike ate 24 hot wings. <laughs> Help. Help. We need to get celery inside him. Stop. Any vegetable. Is there a vegetable nearby? No blue cheese. Only ranch. <laughs> Just an ivy of ranch. <laughs> That's so funny. On a quick drip. Oh, man. Yeah. I, well, can we talk about your burger? Because I would like to talk about my misfortune today and why I'm a little uncomfortable in the gut. Oh. Because you really treated yourself right before we recorded. And I'd rather start on a, the good news before the bad news. I'm a good before bad kind of dude. Totally. Okay. Um. So I took myself to brunch today with my favorite thing, sat at the bar with, a, with some reading material and ordered a big fat juicy burger and fries and a Bloody Mary. And I just took my time with it. And the burger was perfect, medium rare. Thicky? Um. 
Yeah, yeah, always. I like the thicky with the aioli and um, house meat pickles and um, a brioche bun. And Oops. the fries were a little too salty. Like, I think I'm on my eighth glass of water since I got here. Yeah. Um, and probably the Bloody Mary didn't help either. But it was just like such a perfect combination. And it was like a beautiful Sunday, kind of late afternoon. And Was the bar crowded? The bar was super crowded. And the guy next to me really wanted to have a conversation. And I was just like, I know it's weird that I'm sitting at a busy bar you know, like it's with only a, with weird my nose because a book, if a guy, it's only weird because if a if a woman sits next to a man, it means that they're gonna fuck. Hey, that's what that means. If you're alone in a bar, it means you must be looking for sex. I guess, right? No, but like that's, <laughs> but like that's the first thing that goes through a dude's mind is like peek, at, right, him, yeah. peek at him out the corner of the eye and be like oh, we're probably going to have sex after this lunch. Like, we're probably going to go fuck in a car, and it's only going to take a couple sentences of s- sentences. Right. And and that's going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I sidled up next to him and said, is this seat taken? So obviously I'm going to suck his dick. Yeah. Well, did you say it like this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was wearing, like, you know, my Sunday, my Sunday afternoon cozy, like, you know, hooded sweatshirt. Like, clearly not there to make conversation. Or Could you feel him than- wanting to like get in your cubicle yeah totally and it's you know it's not that I want to just like completely put a wall up and be mean and like you know cold or anything but I just really was like so looking forward to the experience of like reading and eating slowly and just enjoying my like lazy Sunday afternoon and uh, I could just feel him like kind of that energy radiating off him at one point he just said under his breath he goes unbelievable and I was like (laughs) Oh, it's a gambit. It's a gambit. It's <laughs> yeah. a gambit. He I moved can... that pawn two steps forward yep. to protect his queen, but leave an opening for your rook. He just wanted me to be like, oh, yeah, what's what's unbelievable? What's up? What's <laughs> What did you see on Facebook that's unbelievable? Um, but he was, he was very polite. I mean, he wasn't like aggressive or anything, so he just kind of let me be, and I had a great time with that burger. Hell yes. It was great. I did the thing where when you get a burger, do you cut it in half? Never. Oh, never. Yeah, I always do. I have like a very specific burger eating sort of methodology that involves cutting it in half and then eating it um, like kind of getting this like a bite of the center and then kind of eating around the edges. So the last bite is this perfect like center bite that has absolutely everything stacked. Ooh, I love this technique. I've never. That sounds great. You've never seen me eat a burger? It's gone in an instant. No. (laughs) Yeah. I've never. I'm sorry. I haven't acknowledged your You've perfect bite technique. You've never watched my burger eating technique, Mike? I'm dainty. I'm dainty. I like that technique a ton. Yeah, it was great. Very satisfying. Uh, highly recommend, yeah, treating yourself to a burger when you feel like it. It was great. Damn, right. There's a thing going around on Twitter right now where it's how do you cut your grilled cheese into triangles or into rectangles. Oh. And uh, it's it's divisive. I mean, for me, it's triangles because I like to put a corner in my mouth right away. Yeah, I feel like grilled cheese is a triangle because you want to dip it in a little tomato soup. Oh, yeah. How does it? Yeah, you can't fit a rectangle into a bowl of soup. And if you do, you can't fit that rectangle perfectly in your mouth. What are you, some kind of barbarian? (laughs) Fuck, man. Triangles all day. Yeah. Come on. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. So that's that. You heard it here first. (laughs) What about a French dip? A French dip? What about it? Like, do you, how do you cut it? Or that's kind of a hoagie, I guess. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, I eat it all the same. No cuts. Right. Top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Just in your mouth. Yep. And I sometimes when I eat a French dip, I put the whole thing down my throat and then I only pull out the bread. Oh. Kind of like fish bones and just all the meat stays inside me. 
would watch. Yeah, right? That'd be kind of crazy. <laughs> what happened to you today? Uh, so I woke up a little hungover from Harry Mack's birthday party last night. <laughs> Shout out to friend of the show, interview, freestyle extraordinaire Harry Mack. Oh my God. And I had leftover Indian food from about four days ago in my fridge. Okay. And it was just a bowl. Like I was When I got home, I was so hungry. And so I just ordered a bunch of Indian food on my Uber home and it got here at the same time I did. And so I just dumped it all in a huge salad bowl and mixed it up with the rice so that it was just like chicken, beans, or not beans, peas. Like it was just everything with rice in a huge salad bowl and then a bunch of uh, whatever the bread is called, not pita. Naan. Naan. Yeah. And then and then I passed out. I didn't even eat it. So four days later, I'm starving and hung over. <laughs> And I open it, and it's an uncovered salad bowl of, like, kind of hard rice and fridge chicken sitting in there. And I was just, you know how you're ravenous when you're hungover and you just need anything in you? Mm -hmm. And so I polished off just a whole (laughs) salad bowl of old Indian food before you came over. Oh, no. And, like... I don't know if uncomfortable is the word because that seems like too small, (laughs) but like my my body is working really hard to just like maintain. And I don't think it's like, how, how long can Indian food stay in your fridge? Uh, Four days, evidently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Before you make a bad choice, man. I don't know. There needs to be, what's your expiration situation when it comes to like leftovers? Oh, it's very long. Very, very long. Like, I definitely eat food that I think other people would throw out. For Likewise. sure. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of inherited that mindset from my dad. Oh, that's right. He was a moldy peach guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, he would I definitely... For sure. I mean, he just, you know, he grew up during the Second World War, and he was like, there was never a plate of food that was put in front of him that he didn't finish completely, even if he didn't like what he was eating. Yeah. He just was, yeah, I always... Just feel no like, waste. No waste. Ugh, I've never given my blood a rest. And that's how it feels right now. Like, my blood has never had a day off. It's either got weed, alcohol, <laughs> so much starch and carbs and chicken mm-hmm. or coffee. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's just never just blood. Yeah. It's crazy. Are you you want to do a detox? I want to do a transfusion. Oh, okay. I want to get like, a, I want to get a 13-year-old. I want to go to a high school. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so problematic. Find a, find a young boy. Okay. Not going to touch him. I okay. just want his blood. Okay. I want to do a transfusion Great. with his blood into me. Um, okay. Then what does he get in return? Uh, well, on Workaholics, they gave a little kid Ninja Stars for his pee. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So okay. in this situation, I'll trade. I don't know. What do 13-year-old like like boys want? Like a weird old Game Boy around or something? Nah, yeah. No, not a Game Boy. You can't most of the stuff that I'm looking at. Like, you can't give him a bong <laughs> or any of the weed that you have. So I'll, so what I'll do is I'll go up to a second 13-year-old boy and say, hey, come here. Uh-huh. And then be like, what kind of stuff are you into? Oh, right. And then right. I'll get the lowdown on that, buy a bunch of gifts, and then walk up to a different 13-year-old boy, mm-hmm. ask him for his blood in exchange <laughs> for a Nintendo Switch. Great. Okay. I Is think this reasonable? A solid plan. Yeah. It's better than me, like, detoxing. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly more interesting. Definitely. I mean, and there's 13-year-olds everywhere, you know, Melrose and Fairfax. Just go down <laughs> to the high school. Hey, look, that's what they want. That's Supreme. what they want. Yo, you're so right. Yeah. You're so right. I'll just, just walk out them. my front door and go get some off-whites in exchange for some A-positive. A- yeah. Cool. A-positive. I don't know what my blood type is. Oh, you don't? Okay. I don't. I think, it's the, I think it's the rare one. Ooh. I think it's the one that is like... You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, my hazel eyes. Yeah, your and- hazel eyes and your left-handedness and your rare blood. <laughs> okay. We get it. You're special. <laughs>
<laughs> Do you want to get into I'm this? I'm the universal donor. I just want everyone to know. Oh, see, you're way better than I am. Yeah, I can give anyone blood, but I can't receive any blood except for my own type. Hmm. So the universal donor is O positive, okay. which means that I think almost anyone, maybe like AB can't get it, but A and B and O can all take O positive, but I cannot receive A or B. But you can get O positive. Yes. Wow. Is that so interesting? Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I know. Like, well, why am I even talking about this? Dear Mary Jane, we almost got through your TED Talk proposal. It was quite boring. We started and... talking about your fucking blood type. God. <laughs> My blood type today is aioli, so. <laughs> Do you want to get into what we're doing on this episode? Yes. All right. You ready? Yes. We're answering DMs today. Okay. (laughs) Roundabout way of saying we went into our DMs and it goes down there. That's where it go down. That's where it go down. Who's that track? Holy shit. Yo Gotti's going to be in St. Louis, Missouri on February 22nd. Nice. Uh, Hey, hometown. Okay. Slide into his DMs and go to the show. Yo Gotti's great. All right. Anyway, we've got. I do a, not know Yogati. Sorry. We've gotten a bunch of DMs, and we're going to answer a bunch of questions because it's fun. And some of these questions are legit as hell, and then others are uh, silly as sin. Yeah. So let's Perfect. let's get into it. Do okay. you want to go first, second, or third? Um, who's third? Oh what? well, <laughs> we we have no guest today. Archie, oh. you want to slide in over here? No, no, he's not into it. What what's up, Mary I'll Jane? Go, I'll go first. Okay. Also, these are all going to be anonymous. Oh, just so. Can we call that out right away? Yes. Is that okay? Yeah, because like, did. I don't want to blast off anybody who doesn't need a blast off. Right. Is that cool? Totally. Okay. Okay. Great. So first is at, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first message says, love the pod. Number one, don't fly somewhere else to share. You could get arrested. Make them come to you. Remember you were saying like you would like go smoke with anyone anywhere. Oh yeah. On a, on a recent app. And I would love to. So. Don't do that. Um, Make them come to you. (laughs) Number two, I've been a medical patient for over a year in Illinois, and now rec is legal. Do you happen to have any recommendations on how I tell my friends and family to go low and slow so they don't get super turned off cannabis? I don't want to sound pushy, but I think it is super important to newbies um, to cannabis to not overdo it. And number four... I love the dinner party idea. I'm going to plan one with my friends. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, the one that you did with the high maintenance people is what yeah. he's talking about for the dinner party yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. That's, yeah, that was a great night. That so, is a great question. Yeah, so it was. it's funny because there's one, two, and four, and no three. But I'm going to answer <laughs> the question about going low and slow, which is so freaking important, and I discovered it for myself first and foremost because I had like never really dialed in my experience with cannabis until I moved to California where you can get, you know, wonderful like microdosed edibles which is a great way to start so if you have those available to you like the one or two milligram edibles that come you know they're like mints and gummies and chocolates and all forms or a tincture or anything like that with edibles just really start with one milligram and that's it like see how that hits you agreed but that's not cool i know it's not cool that's not cool yeah and i i'm i'm not doing a devilly advocate kind of a thing here. What I'm saying is like, I grew up and went to, and like, as soon as we got fake IDs and bought alcohol, we were like, let's get fucking hammered. Sure. And it's, it was a blast and it was crazy and it was fun. And weed is not alcohol. So how, how can you be cool? 
while while also making sure that you are giving this the chance that maybe it deserves. Um, What's cool is being responsible. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Fuck (laughs) yeah. And figuring out your experience so then you know to never over-consume and be uncomfortable and never be able to go back to it, which is what happens to so many people. Like, you know, the famous example being Maureen Dowd, who wrote for the New York Times about flying to Colorado, eating a 100-milligram chocolate bar and spending the night on her floor thinking she was dying. And then she wrote about it in kind of an irresponsible way where she was like, yo, you know, weed is so fucking dangerous and you don't know what's out there. I was like, no, you were fucking irresponsible. Like, take some of that responsibility. You didn't read the directions or know what your experience with cannabis was going to be. So like, yeah, really start with one milligram. I know maybe it doesn't seem cool, but with edibles, you really do have to figure out what your tolerance level is. And for some people, five milligrams is plenty. Like for me, I'm great with five. 10 is kind of where I max out. Like I don't really want to be around people when, when I've eaten more than 10 milligrams. I kind of want to just like chill at home by myself. So yeah. Catch up on the outsider. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say like really recommend to your friends and family to start as low as they possibly can. With flour too, where there's like, there isn't necessarily a gauge, but you can take like a hit of a joint and just like yep. go from there. Yep. Something exactly. like that. For sure. Man, it's so it's so easier said than done, but I am so happy when I finally got up the courage and in, in a in a circle of mm-hmm. people just smoking a bunch of weed, just being like saying no, but yeah. not saying no, just saying I like exactly where I am. Right. And that is to me the difference between like peer pressure and feeling kind of weak and like a pussy little bitch mm. and being like, no, 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 like what this does for me is get me to here and this is exactly the pocket I want to be in right now and that's that's my choice. I've heard you say that and I think it's such a wonderful way to say no thank you I'm like I've had enough and I'm not sort of saying no to sort of I don't know. Like there's it, no judgment involved. There's no judgment. It's personal exactly. preference. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And totally. that's the hardest thing, especially growing up and being in... St. Louis, Missouri is where Anheuser-Busch is. Like, mm. it, it is a factory town where beer is made, and it is, like, three ninety nine for a 24-pack. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it is a drinking town. Yeah. And, um, and, like, learning to say no is not something you really learn yeah. in that kind of place. And so it took me, like, just being... Out, just like honestly, like leaving my hometown to understand what it means to have like self responsibility and not think that I'm, um, not think I'm weak, right? For not continuing, <clears throat> totally, really fucking hard. Yeah, my first experiences with weed were hot knives, you know, which is like a really, really intense way to get high, and so I really didn't know if I could enjoy it until I finally like kicked it with a bunch of people who were like, yeah, not into really pressuring you to have more than you wanted. Mm -hmm. And it was that like, you know, really like free flowing, like just passing joints around a party and like having a hit or two. And I mean, with, with smoking a joint, I actually can sit down and like smoke a lot of flour, like edibles just hit me differently. But you know, just like having a couple of puffs and, and then chilling out and seeing how that hits you is the best way to do it. Absolutely. And with your friends and family, if you can kind of do it with them and maybe sort of stay as the sort of designated cannabis. Oh, I wish I would have had that. You know, the, yeah. the sort of director of the experience a little bit. Like, for instance, you know, with psychedelics, there's, you know, people who are sort of like leaders of psychedelic experiences for people who are tripping for the first time. And I wouldn't be averse to like setting that up for a friend who's never smoked weed before and just kind of, well, I mean, you did first high. Yeah. Yeah. That's what first high was all about. Yeah. First high was all about setting up a scenario for success. Mm-hmm. And the success was having an experience where you felt safe. Yeah. Whether you do it again after that or not mm-hmm. is up to you, but it's my job to create an environment for you to like 
not fucking freak out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. you. Oh, pizza is on the way. So no matter what. That's the best. You're going to have a slice. Yeah. I think the other thing this makes me think of is my first experience with a gravity bong. Um, I don't know if you had gravity bongs coming up where you would just cut the bottom out of a two liter bottle, put it in a bucket of water, put up like bowl on top and then use the water suction science to take a massive hit. They're wild. Uh Uh-huh. So I really wanted to impress everybody, even though I'd never tried one. And so I took the whole fucking two liter to the dome and I coughed so hard that I puked. I ate a whole box of Cheez-Its and I passed out. (laughs) (laughs) And like, it was one of those things where on the, I was so embarrassed when I woke back up, but I was not high anymore. My body, like I was good, but I was like, I was so embarrassed by that whole situation. I, I wish I didn't try to hit a home run. Right. You know? Yeah. When it's like a long game. Right. Yeah. Totally. I I wish that everyone could have the experience of like, you know, kind of low and slow responsible consumption with someone who's like cool and not going to judge you if you don't fucking finish anything. That's a friend. Yeah. That's a motherfucking That's friend. That's a fucking friend with the pizza on the way and like here's a comfy blanket and also I'm going to put on Rick and Morty mm-hmm. and like listen to this great album and all of those things. And if it's during the day, yo, we're going to share some headphones and we're going to go to the museum. Yeah. And we're going to giggle and like, it's going like, to be great. Go for a walk in Griffith Park and look at the trees and have you ever actually really looked at a honeybee? <laughs> They're the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. Fucking right. Awesome. Um, I love that. I think we're doing pretty good so far. Yeah. Um, do you want to go again or do I, you want me to hit him? I would hire us for an advice column. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Anyone out there? <clears throat> A weed advice column? We'd give good advice. Weed we'd weed do. <laughs> <laughs> you go next. For a writer. <laughs> uh, this one is um, Hey there As a fan slash follower And fellow pot enthusiast I was wondering if you might help me With a recommendation I have a close girlfriend Who is recovering from a bilateral mastectomy And she is currently unable to smoke She's looking for an edible With a one to one ratio Meaning equal CBD and THC Because she's not a heavy smoker And can't really handle an intense THC high So is there anything you could recommend Any brand that is tried and true It would be great Lee, appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Wow. Yeah. Um, amazing healing journey. That's fucking a, a wild uh, thing to go through. And so, so glad that you're there for her. Yeah. And I'm um, hoping that her recovery is swift. And I would highly recommend Pop and Barkley. Yo. Yeah. Yes. If you have access to Pop and Barkley products, um, they are, it's papaandbarkley.com and they have a bunch of different um, options. They have tinctures that are one to one, three to one, 31, all sorts of stuff. They and also the tincture have- is great too because it, it's quick. It's so much faster acting than an edible. Yeah. If you can stomach it. Yeah, because it yeah. passes through the, it's sublingual. Um, and then also there are uh, patches, which are transdermal. And there's another company called Mary's Medicinals that I love too, that has great transdermal patches. But Papa and Barkley for sure is one of my top ones. Then they have a bunch of great balms and I would definitely check them out. That's a great answer. Yeah. Especially, I like that we're going from, you know, how do you make sure that you're just like safely using weed mm-hmm. to get high and to something like yo medical it's a medical tip too yeah yeah there and, are the, so and there many, are so many great things out there for that yeah and because it's state by state it's hard for us in california to actually know what's going on all over the place but the pop and barkley is definitely one of the sort of forerunners they came out a few years ago at, out of the gate like with just beautiful products and started winning awards right away and they're like five or six years into the cannabis business now and they make just fantastic stuff for anyone looking for relief Amazing. Yeah. Yo, killing it. Two for two. 
Papa. Also, I hope she's doing a lot better. Yeah. I hope. I hope. Uh, I hope she's healing well. Yeah. Mm, I'll throw out some praise, little prayers. You got another one, Mary Jane? I do. Um, this is just kind of a message, but I wanted to read it because I think it's really great. Uh, Caught up on the last three apps. I was driving in my truck thinking if you guys could help me find shrooms when I was in Phoenix. <laughs> and then you guys were like, no, we don't know you. <laughs> I was like, holy fucking shit, good to know. I love that you guys mentioned ramen two apps in a row. Mike, watch how Gordon Ramsay makes scrambled eggs so fluffy you add some cheese, shredded or slices. Wonderful. Ooh, will do. Um, oh, he's so good with a with like a nonstick. Oh yeah. Oh man. The way he swirls, he takes the eggs on and off the heat as he does them so that they're like a soft scramble. I haven't seen this exact video, but I will go down a, a Gordon egg wormhole. Nice. Easily. Easily. Sweet. Oh, we yeah. can take a bong hit off your new bong and then watch some Gordon Ramsay egg videos. I mean, you know me too well. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> uh, I'm following this still going here. I'm like 60 miles outside of Chicago traveling and you guys have helped me realize how close minded Midwesterners are. Yes. Again, I love the show, but I don't do drugs. The more I listen, the more I want to microdose and try shrooms. That's it. That's awesome. And also, yes, the Midwest. Yes. Yeah. Every time I go back and visit my family, I forget what a bubble Los Angeles is. And mm-hmm. I forget what a bubble the Midwest is. It's mm-hmm. many bubbles. Just bubbles on bubbles on bubbles. It's just interesting to read. I, I love the show, but I don't do drugs because I think we we live in such a bubble where we really don't consider cannabis a drug. Yeah. Um, but of course, you know, truly, if you look at it, it is a mind-altering substance and it is a drug. You know, it's... I'll always think of it as a drug. Yeah. Like propaganda aside, like because of the, like whatever. It's right. a fucking drug as far as I'm concerned because well, that's where my mind is. But it's plant medicine. And so, you know, yes. I think we've also just, you know, our thinking has evolved to understand it not as a drug in the sort of like that weird, you know, um, shady way where we think of, you know, any pharmaceuticals. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, also it is something, it's a substance that you do have to use responsibly and be careful with because it is, yeah, a drug. It does make me feel really good that um, even if you don't consume cannabis, you fuck with us. Yeah. That's very cool. I and love also that. on the microdose tip, um, I can't wait to start trying it. I microdosed yesterday. You did? Mm-hmm. What? What's it? What's what? I just what? had a little, <laughs> how did a what now? I had just taken some mushrooms that I kind of wanted to have with me for the weekend. And I ended up just like kind of dipping into my pocket at one point and just eating a little stem. And I felt great. I felt really connected and everything was kind of, you know, bright and fun and funny. And I was having a really wonderful time and, um, you know, not tripping at all, but definitely felt like slightly, um, I don't know, enhanced a little bit. Sparkly? Yeah. 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 I don't think it was technically a microdose. It was probably like just a low dose. Sure. You know, because I definitely was aware of it. And I think with microdosing, my understanding is that you don't really feel it. So I don't know. Either way, you found a sweet spot for Mm -hmm. yourself. That's awesome. And also to the person who wrote that, um, grow your own. Yeah. It's like, I feel like that's the thing we keep coming back to. And, um, man, yeah, if I could, if I could grow my own mushrooms, Mm -hmm. you better believe I'm going to be doing it. Mm -hmm. I got two closets. Oh yeah. You could have a mushroom closet and a weed closet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so again, <laughs> like the first person said, you should definitely come to me to smoke weed yes. because I'm the plug. Just you just got to come here. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, I'm really key. excited to help you set that up. Actually, now looking over there, I'm like, I've got plans. It's a good closet for it. Like oh, the yeah. ceiling is high enough, I could hang a light. Hell yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh man. Um, 
Thank you for writing that. Yeah. That's so great. And <laughs> I I do I I want to dig more into the drug thing another time, but yeah. not not right now. Okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. What do uh, you have? I don't have anything. What do you have? Uh that was it for me. Whoa, big dick pic. No, I'm just Whoa, kidding. Uh, um this is a cool person. Uh first of all, what does full spec mean? Oh. I'm not going to read all of the message because there's stuff in here that is just like I don't know about when I got to kick it with these people mm-hmm. and all so I want to leave a couple things out but I will hit these questions your way um, what does full spec mean full spectrum full spectrum mm-hmm. yeah which means uh, whole plant whole plant yeah mm-hmm. which is my personal preference so it means it contains all of the cannabinoids and terpenes that are in cannabis or hemp that's full spectrum hemp you hear a lot like full spectrum cbd means it's drawn from the whole plant so it has all of the benefits of the full spectrum that's available from all of the wonderful things that are in cannabis and hemp unlike distillate which is kind of isolated cannabinoids yeah Mm -hmm. so it's a it's like more potency but it's more dialed in yeah. But I wouldn't call it necessarily better just because it's a higher potency. No. Well, some people refer to distillate as hot dog water because it's <laughs> oh, like, that's right. it's actually just the, so like THC distillate, you can really make from any part of the plant. You can make it from trim. You can like, you don't actually have to have the kind bud. So that's cool because you're actually using all of the bits and pieces that w- at one time would have been thrown away. But um, it really is just pure THC. So you don't have all of the benefits of all of the cannabinoids working together, which is known as the entourage effect with the terpenes and you should just whole thing. say you wrote a whole Rolling Stone article about it. <laughs> yeah, you can find it. Yeah, we should link to it. Yeah, that'll be in the links. Because if you want to like, read about full spectrum versus distillate, um, you know, somebody's published on that tip. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna hit you with another one. Okay, what do you think about vaping flour? I'm so behind it. Into so it. into it, right? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And there's so many different options. Like you can buy a super expensive, beautiful desktop volcano vaporizer. You can get a little handheld G-Pen, all, you know, anything in between. I like the flavors more. Yeah. I don't have a great palate when it comes to wine and weed. Mm. Um, I have a really good nose because it's big and Jewish, but I don't have a good palate. Like mm-hmm. if I could trade my nose my nose skills for my tongue skills. Oh. Life would be a little bit better. You want those taste buds to be fatter? Yeah, I want fat taste buds. <laughs> <laughs> well, the for instance, the Ghost Vaporizer. Um, yeah. It's a really beautiful, very lovely investment if you really enjoy the flavors of all the cannabis because it's a you know, designed to not combust your weed. It actually is pure vaporizing. So you're getting all of the terps, which are the aromatic oils and cannabinoids and the high is wonderful and, you know, it's smooth. You don't cough because it's not smoke. So, yeah. So then you can do it in a movie theater. You can do it in a museum. (laughs) You can do it at a basketball game. You shouldn't do it in any of those places. You can do it anywhere because you can't smell it because you can't see it. You can actually smell it a little bit. It's kind of a fallacy that you can't smell it. Blow it into your hoodie. Like... Like okay. me. You're just, well, sure. Oh, Mary Jane, <laughs> you, you lift your hoodie and you blow it down. It's, yes, it is stealthy and discreet and better for your lungs. And you can taste the flower better. If, you're, if you've got a great flower, it's the best way you can really taste your flower. So, yep. yes. And support. blow it in your hoodie. And blow it. Oh, my God. Mike, sure. <laughs> if you're sitting in class, <laughs> sit in the back and blow it into your hoodie. Don't vape in class. You can vape in class if you cough, if you pretend to cough into your arm and you're vaping, you can blow the smoke down. Just eat a fucking edible. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) So annoying. Like if I were a teacher and people were vaping in my class, they would be out so fast. Of course, but then you're not going to get on TikTok. 
Ugh. I I do remember one time when I was a in a elementary school, I I didn't want to blow my nose in front of the class because I was I thought it was gross and embarrassing, mm-hmm. and so I pretended to be asleep and put my head in my arms what? and then started picking my <gasps> nose. Oh my <laughs> so god! I could get the booger out and wipe it on the bottom of my desk. Ew! And three people around me saw me do it and then started calling me out and then making fun of me and then I had to be like what and pretend that I was just waking up like what are you talking about? Oh my god! And act like I wasn't picking my nose. <laughs> wow, spectacular! <laughs> so take advice from me. <laughs> Here's another question. I feel that I get somewhat brain fog, and it lingers into my soberness when I consume cannabis daily, usually consuming in the evenings. Mm. It clears up a bit when I take a break, however. However, I also feel like overall I'm a little bit more bitter and less happy if I'm doing long stretches of sobriety. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So having just listened to Mary Jane's journey through Whole30, I was curious, how do you view the trade-off between the benefits of cannabis versus the drawbacks as subtle as they can be for someone personally? Say that last part again. Yeah. I, like how do you read view, better? Yeah. Uh, no. For sure. I mean. How do you view the trade-off between the benefits of cannabis mm-hmm. versus the drawbacks of long stretches of sobriety? Um, How do I view the benefits of cannabis versus the drawbacks? mm, Okay. I feel like I get brain fog, but when I take a break, (laughs) I'm more irritable. Any suggestions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, one, I I really was so glad to take those 30 days um, because I learned a lot about my my body and myself and highly recommend for anyone who does feel like you are, you know, consuming a lot that a tolerance break is great. You can also use CBD to kind of boost your tolerance break. Like if you're finding yourself irritable when you're like, you use weed to like reduce your sort of irritability and just have a better day. Sometimes CBD can kind of like mitigate that a little bit if you don't have the THC. Um, So like try a CBD tincture. Mm. while you're taking your tolerance break from THC. Um, what else? Well, it's just like, it's it's a tricky situation because like I've gone on some like alcohol benders like in Vegas for like just four days of nonsense. Mm-hmm. And then I come home and I can't sleep. And right. I'm just like awake because my body is used to like having drinks to fall asleep, like, mm-hmm. you know, half bottle of wine or something like that. And then when I don't have that, I'm just awake until four in the fucking morning and mm-hmm. I sleep until seven and then I get up and I'm like, that was a nightmare. So it's like, how do you muscle through to like reset your bod so that you're on a natural human cycle and um, you can still like deal with the earth? I don't know. <laughs> how know? do you do that? I, for me? Yeah. Tough shit. Yeah. Kind of. Like tough shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah, that's how like earth works. I just have to like grip my teeth and like sometimes I'll like substitute A for B, which means like if I'm taking a break from weed because I just, it's not giving me what I need, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I cook. Like I substitute, I go for, I try and find like a replacement Mm -hmm. that is uh, healthy so that I'm not just replacing like getting high for smoking a pack of cigarettes or something like that. Right. Yeah. So I cook at one in the morning, eat a big meal so that I'm sleepy, pass the fuck out with food in my belly, Mm -hmm. wake up the next day. And to me, I'm like, well, at least I'm, you know, I'm getting my tolerance back for weed. You took care of yourself a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like, if you have brain fog and you're feeling irritable and all of that kind of stuff, like, yeah, do take a little break and sort of like check in with yourself and see what you're like when you are all the way at zero. And then like, yeah, maybe add back in a little CBD. But also you shouldn't have brain fog. Right. Like, yo, test... Do a little trial, a trial. It's expensive, but if you can do a little trial and error, 
maybe that strain ain't for you. Right. You know, I have woken up some, excuse me, there are some like dabs I can't do because mm-hmm. I wake up the next day and I'm so foggy. I feel like I didn't get any rest. Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't have any dreams and I wake up feeling like shit and it's like, okay, that strain ain't for me. Sure. Yeah. So maybe yeah. check in with what you're consuming as well. Definitely. Yeah, like, yeah. But also just there's, like, you shouldn't be loyal to something that you, that doesn't treat your brain right. Yeah, definitely. Nobody wants to feel foggy or irritable. Mm-mm. So yeah, dial it back to zero. See how you feel. Take a break and then, you know, introduce a little CBD into your life and, and then maybe some low dose edibles. Again, I'm like all about the, you know, I know it's a, it's a weird trend right now, the microdosing trend, but I think it's because it works for a lot of people more than, you know, like taking a fucking blunt to the face does. Yeah. And so that's why people are into it. So try that maybe. I don't know. That's I know it's advice. not cool. It, But th- I think, again, something that we talk about a lot and something we're going to be talking about at South by Southwest is like, what is cool about weed anymore? Mm-hmm. Like, what is cool? And I'm excited to talk about that at South by. So I know we're waiting for that episode to like talk about it. Yeah. But just as a little like, what is it? Teaser trailer? A little bit of Batman Robert Pattinson for you? Sure. Like weed, weed, like what is cool about weed? And that's like something that we discuss a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the, um, you know, the um, statistics have shown that uh, kids are actually consuming less cannabis in states with legal weed on the books because they're like, that's not cool anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. So, I mean, it's not cool to try try and make people spend $80 for a fucking eighth. Yeah. That ain't cool. No, it's not cool. It's also, I bet that people are smoking more, but they're not taking those goddamn surveys. Oh, right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they're like, yeah, <laughs> sorry, I'm not going to like, on the write-in section, where do you buy your weed? I'm not going to write Tony. Sorry about <laughs> you. That's just not how I live. Right. Yeah. So. Cool. Went down in the DMs. Hell yeah. Nice. Um, is that it for this app? I think so. Hit us with more questions. I fucking had fun with this. Yeah. I have a great time answering questions and pretending I know things, which I really don't. <laughs> really? You're going to end an advice episode by saying, or not? I mean, who knows? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> or not. Who knows? Yeah. I would love to do. I, I definitely would love to start a weed advice column with you though. Yeah. I think that would be great. Fucking please. All right. Um, I think we did a great job and I think you did a great job. I think you did a great job, Mike. Are you going to say anything about yourself? I think I did fine. (laughs) (laughs) Mary Jane. Uh, Hit us with those questions on our Instagram at Weed and Grub. Slide in our DMs. They're wide open. Uh Uh-huh. And we have a new email we can announce. Oh, yeah. WG at WeedandGrub.com. Easy peasy. And we still have the old one, too. Yeah, but I want to use that new one. Mm-hmm. And no, no, no companies like it's you know Gmail. Yeah. Come, Come on, <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Uh, hit us with a five star review if you can on iTunes. Leave a written review if you dare. Uh, tell a bud about us, and uh, we have another episode coming up in a little bit. So thank you all for riding with us, and I hope you all have lovely weeks. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, and uh, yeah, get some aioli. <laughs> <laughs> Play. Oh man. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you.